I, I can speak for you too, Terry. Like you and I both really care about the success of small business owners. And we want, we want to meet you. We want to help you. We want to be able to offer you advice. And, and a lot of us are doing this, um, you know, in our spare time or on the side, in addition to everything else that we do, because we want to bring everybody else along and pay it forward. Welcome to Elevate and Expand, a podcast where entrepreneurs just like you can find the community, guidance, and accountability needed to grow your business without working around the clock. As an entrepreneur, you're responsible for pretty much everything, but that does not mean you have to figure out everything on your own. In each episode, you'll discover practical frameworks and shortcuts that will eliminate confusion and boost your revenue. You'll also be motivated and inspired by hearing stories from other entrepreneurs who are on the same journey as you. I'm your host, Terry Rice, biz dev consultant and staff writer at Entrepreneur Magazine. Let's jump into today's episode. Whenever I land a really big opportunity, I like to think back and acknowledge all the steps needed to make that happen. The actions I took, the decisions that I made, the people I met. And for me, hosting this podcast is a big opportunity. It's a chance for me to connect with entrepreneurs like you and just make things easier for you, to be honest. Because I know what it's like to feel stuck or stagnant. And this is my chance to give you the clarity and confidence needed to move forward. And when I think back to how I got this opportunity, it could not have happened without today's guest. Today we'll be chatting with Sharon Lee Tony, And I met Sharon years ago when we both taught at the same school. We haven't talked too much since then, but we always managed to stay in touch. Years later, she presented me with an opportunity to partner with Verizon, and here I am. So let me give you more background on Sharon. She's the founder and principal at SLT Consulting, which is a boutique marketing agency. And as she was growing her business, she leveraged Fiverr as a way of getting clients. And if you have not heard of Fiverr, it's an online marketplace for freelancers. So you can post your services on there or find someone who can help you out as well. Sharon was doing so well on the platform that it caught the attention of Fiverr. Eventually, she formed a small partnership with them. And that went so well that, get this, Fiverr acquired her agency. So that's why I'm so excited for you to speak with her today. You'll hear every step of the process from how she started the company by herself, built a team, and eventually got acquired by Fiverr. And get this, it only took two years. So look, this is going to be good. So get ready to take some notes. Hey, Sharon, how are you today? Good, Terry. How are you? I'm good. And it's funny, we were talking just a bit earlier, and I realized that the reason why that I'm here is because of you. And if we go back uh, maybe four or five years, you yeah. told me about this company called uh, Next Street um, yep. that was partnering with Verizon, and they needed educators to lead some programs. You yep. reached out to me in regards to that. And then from there, I partnered with Verizon to have this this amazing podcast. Uh, I'm calling mm -hmm. it amazing. I'm, self, I'm self-grading. Um, <laughs> but I want to say uh, thanks in advance for that because... It's going to be amazing. It will be amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. So thank you for that. But um, I clearly know you um, from working together in the past, but do you mind just introducing yourself to our, our listeners here? Sure. Yeah, I'm Sharon Lee Tony, and I am a career marketer. So I've been doing this for a very long time. By day, I am the CEO and founder of SLT Consulting. On the side, just like you, Terry, I teach a bunch. And so I'm actually one of the Verizon Small Business Digital Ready instructors as well. And so that's kind of how you and I are 
co-mingled in this space. Um, I also teach a bunch of other digital marketing workshops all over the place, different universities, and I do a lot of speaking engagements too. And I also have a podcast. I don't know if you even know this, Terry, but it's called Modern Minorities. And so for those of you listening, would love if you guys give us a listen as well. But I do, I dabble in many, many things, and I would say I'm definitely an entrepreneur at heart. I would say you're also an overachiever, but not in a way that's intimidating <laughs> for other people. It's more exp- inspiring uh, yeah. than, than intimidating. So, so I appreciate that about you. But that's very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and what I want to do is walk through your journey because I feel that you have done something that many entrepreneurs would like to do, which is have a really good idea and then partner with another organization to help scale that. And mm-hmm. that's what you've done with Fiverr. So I want to go into that. And then I want to talk more about misconceptions other entrepreneurs might have about success. So we'll dive on that too. And then any advice you might want to pass along. But let's, um, let's start from when you, you started SLT, uh, consulting and grew that. And then I'll, I'll stop talking because I don't want to tell your story for you, (laughs) but let's start there and then how you got the deal with Fiverr after that. Sure. So I feel like you and I have this love fest going on, right? Because, um, I have to say that you've inspired me from afar as well. Uh, and I'll get into that in a second, but I feel like I feel like the theme here between our relationship Terry is that connections can lead to much bigger things. Right? And so you and I like our paths crossed. I think it's cuz I was taking over one of your workshops once um for a different school that we had taught with and through that I kind of started to follow you and and a lot of what you talk about is being an entrepreneur, pursuing your passions, and just kind of going for it. And I say that because I was working in marketing for, at the time, I think like 15 years, um, had always worked a nine-to-five job, and because I am an overachiever, as you just said, was feeling pretty burnt out. I was, you know, I was working a nine-to-five full-time. I was teaching on the side. I was taking on some side hustle, like consulting work as well, and all of it was just becoming a lot. And I had to kind of take a step back and think about where do my passions lie? Where do I want to spend my time? But also, what kind of life do I want to create? And I sought out the counsel of a couple people because leaving your full-time job is never an easy decision to make, especially when I I have two kids, I've got a husband. Like, it's not just me, you know, making a decision for myself. It would have impacted my whole family. But I found a couple mentors in the space that were already independent consultants running their own businesses or just kind of had also broken out of the mold. Um, And I say that all because that led to me deciding at some point when I was comfortable enough with where I was situated and also like all of the big questions I had, do I have enough money in the bank to do this, right? Do I have enough connections and networks to be able to build out a client base? Is this actually going to be something that's a sustainable idea going forward to finally take the leap and say, I am going to leave this very safe haven of a nest of like getting a paycheck twice a month and trying to do this on my own as an independent consultant. So that's where it started. Um, and I started just kind of picking up clients through through teaching or through networking or through meeting people. Um, and I love connecting people. And so I think as a result of that, people like connecting me with people too. So I was automatically kind of getting a lot of referral business. And within... I want to say the first six months, it was pretty quick. I got so busy that I couldn't handle my clients on my own anymore. And so 
I then I then I kind of came to a, a, a phase of well, what do I do now? Right, like now I'm working even harder <laughs> mm-hmm. than I was before, um, and and what's the next stage of of this business? And so I decided at that point to find really good people again in my network, cobble us together, and bring them in to help me to service clients. And through that, SLT Consulting became an agency. So it became just more than just myself, but started off with just a couple of friends or colleagues. Um, we quickly grew that. And so a lot of things kind of happened between the first year or two of, of growing. And part of what I learned kind of early on was that finding different pipelines for business also was going to help me to grow. And ironically, one of the one of the pipelines that I was seeing the most traction on was Fiverr, mainly because it was a place where people were already actively looking for marketing services. And it was where I could really test out what types of services were going to appeal to people, um, how much I should charge, like all those big questions. And you too, you talk about this all the time. But like, you know, how much, how much do I, what, you know, how, how much should I uh, price for my services? Why would someone choose me over a different Fiverr seller, right? Like what, what do we do that's different from our competitors? All of that I could quickly test and learn on the Fiverr platform because it was just a big volume of inquiries coming in. So long story short, there's a lot of like the long story that I can't publicly tell, but I I built pretty strong relationships with people who worked at Fiverr. And part of it was I, I created a course for them as well. And so I was doing some things with them, but I was also sharing a lot of my insights with people at Fiverr as I was growing my own business, both on the platform, but as a freelancer and as an agency. And that caught the attention of other bigger decision makers. And eventually those talks became one where they had said, you know, we really admire what you've done and what you're doing and how you're approaching this. And we have some plans too, kind of internally to build out certain things or, you know, we really want to be able to facilitate and provide more valuable services to agencies on our platform. So what do you think about um, potentially selling your business to us? And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, you mean selling you a gig or like a service? Like, you know, it was one of those really like out of the blue types of discussions. Um, and so that quickly then just kind of led to my me agreeing to to have my business acquired by Fiverr. And my my vision for that really was that by being a part of a much bigger company, it would give us resources, it would give us more support and it would just as as someone who really just loves entrepreneurs would help me to continue on what I love doing both as an agency leader but helping other entrepreneurs to find their passions too right and to also establish themselves and to build themselves on the platform so that's kind of a long a longer story but that's uh that's basically how the partnership began and and has continued to to flourish over the last 3 years it's it's funny because um, I was walking down Broadway in Lower Manhattan like yeah. years ago, and I saw a picture of you with the Fiverr logo <laughs> saying, "Need help growing your business? Sharon can help." Right. And I was like, "Okay, yeah. all right, Sharon, I see you. I see you over there. <laughs> I see you doing your thing." I think it's 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 inspiring for our listeners too because you never really meant to have an agency. You just wanted right. to make some money on the side, and then you said, "Hey, I, right. I, I need more help here," and right. then you grew that, and obviously you gave good results to your clients, mm-hmm. uh, as well as making a strong connection with Fiverr. So what I'm hearing is a few things. Uh, one is just the power of community 
and having mentors for support and for guidance. And then beyond that, just doing a really good freaking job and letting that be what you're focused on, not necessarily like the next steps, just like really right. crush the process and the outcomes. And the future sometimes takes care of itself. But I'll, I'll ask a silly question. Was this part of your goal to like be this big or were you just like, hey, let me try to make some money on the side or, or what? You know, it's funny. I had always so... Part of my journey with Fiverr, my relationship with with Fiverr, is that they invited me to their IPO. So this is way before, you know, we even talked about, we were even talking about acquisition, but it was just one of those happenstance things of, I remember being there at the IPO. They had some of us, it was amazing. They had some of the sellers actually up um, on the on the platform to ring the bell with them. Yeah. And so I was there ringing helping to ring the bell for Fiverr's IPO, which I never would have imagined in my life. And I remember standing up there and looking out at the stock exchange floor and thinking, I would love to bring a company public one day. Like, I would Mm -hmm. love to just be at the helm of growing something so amazing and so unimaginable that we would offer this, whatever it is, right, to the public to actually participate in. But I actually, so I had that moment there actually with Fiverr. So like, you know, actually part of their experience. And I had never thought though that SLT Consulting would be the kind of business that would be acquired. You know what I mean? Like not that the two, going public and being acquired, two different things, but kind of related from that scaling perspective. I had always just thought I was making, it was just a matter of like paying the bills and, you know, just the hustle and the grind and and that I was just kind of doing that to to make a livelihood and doing what I loved and doing what I was good at. But I had always thought that I had to like invent something else or yeah. create something bigger in order for that to be noticed by a much bigger company. Yeah. Let's go deeper on that because I think this will help our listeners. In in your opinion, in your experience, what is the biggest misconception that entrepreneurs have about success or what it takes to be successful? I think that, um, and I'm still guilty of this, I think we all all suffer from, you know, some insecurity, imposter syndrome, all of that stuff. And I think that we all think that there needs to be some other step before the step so that we haven't made it yet, right? Or that we haven't, um, we haven't stumbled upon the answer yet. And some, one of, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I usually give startups is if you can get someone else to buy into your product or your service, someone other than your mom and your best friend and your spouse, right? But like, if you can acquire a new customer, if you can convince someone that doesn't already know you, that you have something valuable, then you've made it. And it might just be that first sale, right? It might just be that first prototype. It might just be the first investor, the first donor, the first whoever who signs up to be a part of, of your mission and your vision. But that alone is proof that what you're doing is valuable to someone else. And then from there, you just build upon it because that one person can turn into five people and those five people can turn into 10 and 50 and 100 and so on and so forth. When I'm uh, talking to other emerging entrepreneurs, I always say, look, don't quit your day job until you've been able to convert a cold prospect. 
Because mm-hmm. it's easy or relatively easy to get your friends, your family, so and so forth, all these referrals coming in and, and getting clients. But yep. to avoid that whole like feast or famine approach, you have to make sure that you have some kind of system for attracting right. and converting clients. And early in my career, that was teaching. Like I, it was mm-hmm. amazing. I would just show up, get paid, yep. and then prospect, yep. and then get paid again from from the students, which was great. Same. So right. um, yeah. So let's dive into that. How is teaching? Not only helped you, you know, financially, but just in general, how has teaching helped your your career in, in growing your network? I think that teaching was definitely and continues to be a great pipeline, a great sales pipeline. Um, because to your point, it's a it's a way that I can stand up in front of a group of people and be the expert in the room. Like automatically as the instructor, yeah. I'm the I'm in a position of power. I could say the dumbest things, right? Or I could like go in and actually know less than anybody who's sitting in that room. But because I have the floor and because I'm the one delivering the message, I have that position of credibility. And I actually, again, I learned this from you. So one of the tips that you gave um, at some point was to find speaking opportunities um, to people that would be your ideal customers. And I think one of the things you recommended was going to your local chamber of commerce and finding out if they needed any kind of expertise in that way. Um Right? Was that you? Is that something that, that you advised? Yeah. See? There you go. Yeah, you um, and I remember seeing that or reading that or hearing that in one of your webinars or something and thinking that's brilliant because mm-hmm. that is that's a group that's a group of business owners that are obviously invested investing their time and sometimes their money, right? So if they're taking a course, definitely their own money, but investing their time in in um resources or knowledge for their business. And so as a service provider, I'm able to to not just be the smartest person in the room, but often, oftentimes from that, people would always come up to me and be like, I loved how you explained that concept, or I loved that hack that you just gave us for, you know, whatever it is, Instagram ads. Can you just do it for me? Like, like you know, they're like, I'm running inventory, I'm selling widgets, I'm doing this other thing. I don't want to do marketing. You clearly know what you're talking about. Let's just, I'm just going to hire you to uh, do marketing for us. And and it can, and even though we're much bigger now in terms of my agency, every mm-hmm. time I stand up in front of a stage, anytime, I mean, even from this talk today, you know, people are, mm-hmm. might call me, they might call you. Like anytime as an entrepreneur, you have the ability to create content or to be on a platform and to say something that represents who you are as a brand or represent your business, it's going to be a great way that you get exposure to then grow your client base. Yeah, I agree. And that's why it almost frustrates me when I hear entrepreneurs say, I don't want to give information away for free. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, look, yeah. that's how you prove that you're credible, right? And information, right. by the way, is already free. It's the right. customization and the implementation and perhaps the accountability of applying that information that really matters. Mm-hmm. So you're yep. kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you're, you're not willing to share that much and not taking advantage of that opportunity. I'm going to pivot a bit, uh, separate yeah. but related. We are both instructors in the Verizon Small Business Digital Ready community. And mm-hmm. there are over 100,000 members, but not all of them are taking advantage of the courses and right. the, uh, the mentorship available. So what would you say to someone who is in the community or thinking about joining the community to encourage them to actually take advantage of all this stuff? Yeah, I think as someone who's an instructor on that platform and, and who has spent a lot of time and effort making sure that the content that we deliver is high quality, up to date, super tailored for small business owners, as well as now um, I've been going around live to these small business workshops as well. So Verizon hosts Mm -hmm. that all over the country too. So for those of you listening, 
definitely look those up and see if they're in your area. It is, I've actually, I've been, and I've been in marketing a long time. I've been teaching a long time for different things. I've never seen such a robust catalog of information that's completely free for business owners. And so I think that as a business owner and and or someone who's making key decisions for your business, getting on that platform, actively seeking out anything from an online course for something that you might need to just brush up your skills on. We've got everything from how to create a business plan to how to build a website um, to how to manage finances, finding those one-on-one coaching opportunities, seeking out a mentor. All of those things are things that small small businesses need to to thrive and to grow. And it all lives in one hub, both live, in-person, virtual. Um, There's just so much there. And the people that are speaking on these topics, the people that are, the experts that are being brought in are truly people that care. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can speak for you too, Terry. Like, you and I both really care about the success of small business owners. And we want we want to meet you. We want to help you. We want to be able to offer you advice. And, and a lot of us are doing this, um, you know, in our spare time or on the side, in addition to everything else that we do, because we want to bring everybody else along and pay it forward. So definitely check it out. There are just so many great, great, great things on, on the Digital Ready platform. And it's funny, we have the experience to know that this information is extremely valuable. I mean, the school that we right. both taught at, I think it was yeah. like $4,000 for a week of instruction. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And this is free for unlimited. So it's, right. it's like if you are you know, strapped for cash, there's, there is a way out, right? But you have to take advantage of it. It's a no-brainer. I look back to when I started my business if there was a future version of Terry sitting down next to me, I could have saved a lot of time and made a lot more money a lot faster with that mentorship. Mm-hmm. So right. that's why I enjoy helping people because I can see so many obvious mistakes and yep. unclear opportunities that, that are in front of them. So that's why I enjoy it. But let's um let's let's end with on this one. And this is gonna be a challenging question to answer, but I'm gonna I think you're up for it. Okay. I'm ready. What is um what is one lesson about entrepreneurship that you wish you learned sooner? And I know we all say, I have no regrets, but like if there's one yeah. lesson that you could have learned sooner, what would that have been? Oh, if I could learn it sooner. I think it would be to ask for help sooner. Mm-hmm. I think that when I first started my business, I thought I could do everything. and Well, for, I had to do everything. I guess that's yeah. part of it. But I wasn't able to identify the things that I either didn't like doing or that I wasn't good at. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to actually staff up a team around me that could help to take certain things off my plate. Like, for example, I am not a finance person at all. I don't have a finance degree. I I get a little queasy when I have to look at a spreadsheet. Like, (laughs) it's just not my thing. And, but I was managing our own books for a long time, like our own, you know, just because there was, I didn't have, I didn't really have resources to hire out and and to, to outsource that. And I think that, you know, the minute that I did, the minute that I hired a fractional CFO was the minute that I started to see my business differently because mm-hmm. she was bringing in expertise that I just never had, right? It was a different perspective altogether. And and our two skill sets complemented each other in a way that it helped me to really think through some of the challenges or the problems where she was just able to say, you know, 
anything from there's more opportunities here that you should be pursuing or you should cut down on these expenses. And so I think it's it's um when you're when you're a solo business owner, it's it's often hard to under to, to even know for yourself where you can ask for help or how to ask for help. But but if I were to do it all over again, I would have definitely um delegated a lot more and invested in resources earlier to be able to support the business. So you're you're an instructor on the Verizon Small Business Digital Ready platform. Right. If you were to recommend one course of yours for listeners to take, yeah. what course would that be and why? Hands down, my growth marketing course is awesome. So definitely <laughs> sign up for that. Um, I think you can just search for it. It's just called, uh, I forget the ex- exact name of it, but it's all about growth marketing. And it's something mm-hmm. that I think can be applied to any business in any vertical. Awesome. Sharon, thanks so much for this. This has been fun going down memory lane with you and getting a glimpse of uh, what's next as well. So so I appreciate that. Thank you, Terry. Every episode, we're going to end with a next step. So you can walk away from our time together with one concrete action item to help build your business faster and with less confusion. So here's your next step for this week. Think of one piece of valuable information that you can share for free to build your credibility. Then think of the way that you'll deliver that information. Will it be a video on social media, a mini course, a workshop, an ebook? You decide. But once you've settled on the idea, share it in the Elevate and Expand Slack channel in the Verizon Small Business Digital Ready community. It does not have to be the complete piece of work, just the idea. And if you're not a member yet, you can join for free at digitalready.verizonwireless.com. Then after you sign up, click the community tab and then follow the prompts to join the Slack community. I look forward to seeing you over there and hearing your ideas for the expertise that you can share with your audience. And that's it for today. For show notes and information about our guest, visit terryrice.co backslash elevate. This podcast is presented by Verizon Small Business Digital Ready, a free community that offers courses, mentorship, networking, and grants created just for small businesses. To join the platform, visit digitalready.verizonwireless.com. That's digitalready.verizonwireless.com. And hey, if you found value in this episode, help us spread the word to other entrepreneurs by subscribing and leaving a review. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch up with you next time.